Greetings. Salutations. I'm Frances. And I'm Jordan. Welcome to the Podcast Diaries, a podcast where two friends dive deep into the world of nostalgia by rereading the Princess Diaries book series by Meg Cabot. So today is, um, what a day. Uh, what a day. A, I mean, perfect timing on my apartment complexes uh, in. Big construction project. to uh, <laughs> do the apartment next door, start to renovate it. So if you hear anything in the background, apologies. And of course, this would happen on possibly, I mean, I don't have any children or anything. I think this might be the best day of my life. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, the most special day ever. But we have the amazing opportunity to speak to the queen herself, Meg Cabot. The queen um, herself is here. Although she needs no introduction, I will quickly read one that I have pulled from her website. Uh, Meg Cabot has written over 80 books for both adults and tweens slash teens, which include multiple number, number one New York Times bestsellers, including over 25 million copies worldwide. Her Princess Diaries series, shout out, has been published in more than 38 countries and was made into two hit films by Disney. Meg's numerous other award-winning books include the Mediator series, the Heather Wells Mystery series, and Avalon High. Meg Cabot currently lives in Key West with her husband and various cats. Oh my goodness. Welcome. Welcome. To our Hi. queen, Meg Cabot. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is quite an honor. We oh are gosh. honored. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and I guess before we dive into all the questions, please uh, allow us to gush for just a minute. I promise it won't be too long. But um, when we first started this, it was Jordan's idea. And I told her she was crazy. Because um, I was like, why would anyone want to listen to us? That's Aww. wild. And we were lucky enough to have people listen. And of course, we were kind of like, oh, like Meg might hear about it. That'd be weird. But like, she might hear about it. And I think it was like our third or fourth episode or something that we, you retweeted us or maybe not you personally. It was our first episode. It was the photo recreation. It was, it it was incredible. (laughs) And Jordan FaceTimed me and I was like driving and I was like, oh my God, there's an emergency. Like, obviously I have to pick this up (laughs) even though it's not safe. And both of us just basically screamed like into the void for 12 hours at each other. And um, it was wonderful. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much. I mean, it's incredible. Oh, well, thanks. You guys have been doing a great job reliving the, um, Princess Diaries and, uh, it was really good. You, you picked a really great time to do it because I was revising the books for the 20th anniversary. So it was kind of nice because I got to, um, I didn't have to reread as much because I could just listen to the podcast and be like, oh yeah, okay. So yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Now I know where we are. Great. So we were talking about before, like, do we think she's listened? And we were both like, I hope so, but I also hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I kind of, I skimmed. I mostly skimmed. So that is That's probably the best way to do it. I read the comments. I read the comments. (laughs) Um, And it's so funny. I have loved these books since I was, I don't know, 10. And I was telling Francis um, several episodes ago that when I was like, 12 or so I sent I got like your fan mail address off your website and I sent a letter with a dollar inside that was like will you please accept this dollar for an autograph wow. and you re- sent an autograph back and re- graciously returned the dollar oh, <laughs> I, I honestly don't remember that but I'm glad that I returned the dollar so that was very generous well that was good because you know postage is a lot so we there's a lot of fan mail so we're, I'm always like at least enclose a self dress stamped envelope so that we can uh, afford the postage so thank you for the dollar but also thank me for not keeping a kid's dollar that was terrible indeed that was very generous I just wanted to read you a comment I got from one of our listeners her name is Rachel she said um can you please tell Meg I think her books were the strongest influence in my being a feminist and I think I am a better person for having read her books I know it's cheesy but I genuinely feel that way and I just thought that was such a nice comment and really echoes our feelings as well. And so we just Absolutely. wanted to open with that. Great. Thank you. Well, that makes me feel really good. I don't think there's any greater compliment. <laughs> well, good. Um, all right. Let's dive into our questions. Um, okay. First question. What was the primary message you hoped that young girls reading The Princess Diaries would take away from the series? 
Well, I don't know that there was a message necessarily. I do write um, to entertain primarily. I really want to um, help people to escape their problems if they have any and help them to just relax and, and enjoy. But I do think that I really wanted to convey if there was a message, just a female empowerment and, um, you know, that, that women are important and female friendships are important and that, um, you, you know, that it's okay that I think sometimes we're bombarded with these messages that female problems and female concerns aren't as important as kind of male centered problems. And to me, they are really, really important. And so I wanted to just maybe get that out there. Probably if there was a message, it would be that. Oh, that's awesome. That's, and that's so true to form. I mean, I think Jordan and I are lucky enough that we met at a very important turning point in like a young woman, young girl's life. We were 14, 15. Um, and really, I mean, we are very lucky that we have continued our relationship past high school and I've had thankfully many other female relationships in my life. And, um, I feel like you have a lot of heavy focus on female relationships, whether they be like maternal or just basic friendships or even romantic, any way, shape or form. Um, which relationship in the book do you think was most meaningful to you? Well, I think that the friendships that Mia has are very important, but obviously her relationship with her grandmother is very formative <laughs> and it's the most dramatic besides maybe her relationship with her best friend, Lily. Um, but I think all the all the relationships that she has with women are important at some, you know, different points in the book. So she has a lot of different friendships, um, all of which help mold her and are influential on her. So um, I don't think there's one that's most important, but probably I would say, you know, certainly in the movie versions of her life, it's the <laughs> one with her, with her grandmother. And um, that one's very important in the books as well. But yeah, I also think that her best friendships like with Lily and Tina and, um, and her mother those are really important too i'm a big fan of the any any grammar and mia interaction <laughs> it's so yeah. great it's so, it's so good. <laughs> um did you find it challenging writing as an adult these very what i think are extremely accurate teen emotions teen drama teen feelings like did you struggle with that uh, sadly, no, I did not. <laughs> um, not at all. No, um, I didn't. I kept my diaries from when I was in high school. And um, so I, when I ever was kind of thinking, oh, what should I write about next? Like in the next book, what should happen? I just was able to go back and look at those. I have destroyed those now, so I don't have them anymore. <laughs> because I realized that at some point, I think it was after they published the second To Kill a Mockingbird book, that, like the rough draft of it, um, that they then tried to trot out as like a book. I, I was like, oh no, somebody could publish this like if I die. So, oh my God, <laughs> that's a lot I left out because it was just so horrible. And so then I, I put those through the shredder. So I just took a lot out of my actual diaries about real fights that I had with my friends and real things that happened. And um, I kind of made them less horrible because I... <laughs> I, I was not the most sympathetic character and um, put them right into the princess series. So those were real concerns that my friends and I had. We, we were really convinced that you could get pregnant from a hot tub. I don't know why, like looking back, <laughs> we we're just convinced that that was a thing that could happen. And um, we really had a lot of concerns about uh, the different ways that you could get STDs <laughs> really looking back now, but it was the eighties. So I, I just made them more, more nineties and, and 2000s. Right. We talk, we talk about that some that we call it medjutainment when it's got the, <laughs> like the educational portions that yes. are kind of slipped in. Good. Yeah. Um, there are so many weird rumors that go around in high school, yeah. but mm -hmm. there is no basis in fact. Oh my God. It's yeah. Just like it makes no sense, but it's just like, no, absolutely. You can yeah. get an STD from a toilet seat. Yeah. Oh my God. I, whenever I go to the dermatologist, they're like, did you ever use a a tanning booth and I'm like no because you can get an STD from a tanning booth everybody knows and they're like what where did you get that? I'm like high school everybody knows that everyone knows, everybody knows. yeah I was it's just a fact skin cancer by the rumor that you could get an STD from a tanning <laughs> booth so funny I mean that's it's helpful hilarious. I guess roundabout <laughs> way yeah apparently it's not true the dermatologist was like no that's I've never heard that's of funny. that but you can get skin cancer, so it's right. just yes. as well you didn't go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That so didn't funny. make it into the into the books, but 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything like looking back on the books that you wish you could change? Oh my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so much. Um, there's stuff that I thought I put in there that reading back through, I did not put in there. And so I really, um, and there's, and I can't change it now, even though we are going through and kind of updating. Um, like my, I was, so I dated a senior when I was in high school and I was a freshman, but he had skipped a couple grades. So he was actually like only two years older than me. So it wasn't that scandalous, but like now when I go back and I'm reading and I'm like, Oh my God, Mia's in high school. She's a freshman and she's dating Michael and he's a senior. That's a big age gap. But he, mm-hmm. like in real life, when that actually happened to me, it wasn't that big a deal. Cause he was like 17, I was 15. So that's kind of normal. But now when I look at little high school freshmen and they're 14 and they, if they are dating an 18 year old, I'm like, mm, that's not okay. Like when my <laughs> friends who have kids have 14 year olds and I think about them dating 18 year olds, I'm like, no, no, not okay. So I thought that I had made Michael skip two ge- grades. But now that I hear everybody like reading, I'm like, mm, maybe I didn't do that. That's next step. So I would do that. Would gotcha. That. Interesting. Yeah, we've talked a little bit about that. And yeah. two, I mean, it, they've known each other for so long. That yeah, I mean, I don't so think it's, it's not creepy. That, yeah, it's not creepy. And I just watched Clueless because it's been playing yes. on HBO. <laughs> and she's in high school and he's in college. And uh, Paul Rudd and uh, Alicia Silverstone. I'm like, wait, what? I don't remember that part of that movie <laughs> what's going on there but so yeah so it's it's not weird in that movie either but yeah now but with looking back now in present times it's a little weird what we know now <laughs> mm-hmm. um I think for me too like and like you said Mia's so close to you because you really pulled her from your own personal diaries we see her through a lot of typical ups and downs of adolescence and that's like losing friends and gaining friends and figuring out like where you stand and who you are. Um, One of the characters who solidly knows who they are most likely from the second she was born is Lily. Um, (laughs) We see her uh, be the smartest person in the room, according at least to herself. Um, But we don't always see her as the nicest person in the room, which not that all women should be nice but sometimes the way she treats her friends is not great and I just was wondering for me personally because I have some very conflicting feelings about Lily how how you want Lily to be perceived yeah no Lily is a challenging person and um she has a lot of growing up to do just like you know a lot of people do when they're that age and I don't really know what Lily's deal is <laughs> she, she's very smart and she's very sure of herself so she is you know I think we all I don't know if everybody knows a Lily I know a lot of Lilies and I don't know if that's because I grew up in a you know an academic town where a lot of I knew a lot of children of college professors so they were very smart and um they were very also set in their ways and convinced that they were the smartest person in the room and they you know what they actually were so it was really <laughs> hard to tell them that they were wrong sometimes especially about um you know sensitivity issues sure. about you know the, being empathetic um but they're also really fun to be around most of the time except when they were being really mean so because it was really entertaining and they were really fun and knew so much so I I wanted to portray her kind of the way that I I knew people like her and continue to know people like her um because they are so amazing and fun to be with except when they're not and so I tried to do an honest portrayal of her and I have to say that I'm still friends with um and I can say this because she'll never hear it with (laughs) um the person that she's based on and she has read all the books and still does not recognize that she is that character like she that is incredible she loves lily she thinks lily's the best character but she'll read the books and be like oh my god that was so but what is wrong with lily god she's so mean and i'm just like oh my god it's hilarious that you don't recognize that you're lily and she she never will and so i think it's just um you know and i get it and i i even feel bad for uh, heather matarazzo who had to play her who gets so much (laughs) grief you know for being mean in the movie um but that's just you know, some people are like that. And the question is, do you stay friends with somebody like that? And so it's kind of like a, you know, it's a balance, the good that you're getting out of it or the grief that you're getting out of it. And hopefully they do turn around. And my, my friend who's like that does um, occasionally realize that she she went too far and apologizes like Lily does occasionally. Um, So you just have to be 
you know, think of yourself and how toxic is this person? And do you want to stay in that relationship? And for some people, it might not work out. For That's me, it, it has. Wow, yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Huh. I'm surprised. Like, I thought everybody had friends like that. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. <laughs> We didn't have a lot of friends in high school. Uh, yeah, yeah, we didn't have a lot of friends in high school. Um, but that's yeah, pretty no. much it. This is it. <laughs> um, oh, us well. and Mia. Um, Don't yeah. worry, you'll, you'll get a Lily eventually. Everybody gets one or two. Speaking of character development, though, we did have a question about the guy who hates it when they put corn in the chili <laughs> slash J.P. Reynolds Abernathy the fourth. Yes. Was did you always? I mean, the first mention of him is, I believe, in book two. Book two, yes. Um, and was it always your intent to make him, like, a big character? And follow-up to that, was he always going to have this kind of <laughs> nasty ending? Oh, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, spoilers. But yeah at, some point we, <laughs> yeah, at some point I knew that I had to have um, Mia date other people. She couldn't just... Um, not be with Michael because you know you, you do date around eventually hopefully because although it is great when somebody just is the love of your life and you stay with that person forever um, that was not my experience and um, you know I needed to have her, her date others and he was convenient <laughs> he'd always been there in the background and you know that's kind of how life is all of a sudden this person who's always in the background is somebody you end up seeing in a different way so um and as to whether um i knew that he was gonna end up being so evil that is also something that has happened in in my experience that people that you think that you have a good um opinion or at least you know them you turns out you don't know them at all and they um totally stab you in the back <laughs> and yeah that happens so um did had i planned that he was going to be so awful and then he becomes even worse, like later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I didn't plan him to become that. Yeah, he was going to be bad, but not at, as bad as he turns out to be even later. No, that came later. So I feel like, is this, is that a, a story? There is a story there, but I'm not going to tell it. <laughs> Ooh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Some wow. tea is meant to be kept yes. secret. Yeah. Ooh, it's well, so interesting. not that exciting, but you know. <laughs> Francis has actually not read Royal Wedding yet. Oh, yeah, you got to read so, Royal Wedding. Yeah. There's a yeah. few things she doesn't Ooh, know about. That oh my happens. goodness. I have so it like excited. after high school, way after college, like way later. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I'm so that, yeah, I, I'm. I had read everything up to book 10 and then I was like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm gonna wait and get the first impression for book 11. I'm so like excited later. now, I can't wait. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, Lots of good stuff. in the last of JP. No. <laughs> yeah, he comes back. Well, so that's so weird because then um, with social media and stuff, well, cause they didn't have that when I was in high school, but now that they have it, people are getting in touch again. <laughs> Mm -hmm. that's great thanks yeah. indeed like, I, I have a screenplay so from you yeah <laughs> <laughs> no that actually that part was made up <laughs> yeah that didn't happen it was um, different well, fun yeah well speaking of uh <laughs> of people reaching out do you have any character that you would most like to have lunch with well I mean grammar come on I mean who would have <laughs> like to say <laughs> Oh my God. Who would not want to have lunch with Greg? Just a short lunch though. And mm. she would order so many drinks that it would probably be quite, quite short. And then you would have to leave I and mean, just leave her there. Um, that would be fun. I would love to have lunch with her and Mia and, and Lily and the whole gang and Lars. Oh my gosh. That would be oh, so yes. fun. And Tina, of course. Um, and even Lana could be there. It would be okay. That would be fun. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that literally sounds like the best lunch ever. So switching gears a little bit in book 10, which we've just finished recording or well, we're still recording. We're kind of on the heels of Mia's big success, getting a book published. And what was your experience like getting your first book published? And did you draw from that experience in writing Mia's experience? Yeah, so my first book that I ever got published was a historical romance, just like Mia, and um, it was really exciting. It was um, a lot like that because I didn't get it published under my real name, which is my real name, Meg Cabot, yeah, and um, it was super exciting. I did it kind of in secret because I was worried that people were going to judge me because, you know, people do look down on women's fiction, romantic fiction, um, 
and especially growing up as I did in a college community, there were people in my, you know, that I knew who just really didn't think that that was real fiction, real literature. And um, so I stopped telling people that that's what I wanted to be, that I wanted to be a romance writer, that I wanted to write, um, you know, kind of whatever, um, romantic fiction. And so I did it in secret. And when I got published, I did it under a different name so that my grandma wouldn't find out, especially because it was very smutty. And <laughs> she That's amazing. Did, yeah, but she did find out and she was turned out to be my biggest supporter. She loved it. Aww. And she was, she threw a big party for me and she invited all her nun friends and they turned out nuns. Oh my God, they are so horny. They loved the book. They <laughs> were like, they bought probably most of the copies of my first book. So yeah, and my husband was one of my biggest supporters, much like Michael is for Mia. Mm -hmm. And um, the one thing that he has always mentioned, which I don't know if I, I don't think I put this in the book, was that everybody was coming up to him and being like, do you practice the positions? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, of course they do. So, yeah, oh no. um, <laughs> so that part wasn't so great. But yeah, I mean, did all the research and everything. So it was really fun. And I, and um, so I kind of wanted to do that for Mia, that that was something that she was working on. That's really cool. That is yeah. so wonderful. Yeah. And, so, and so the book, yeah, the book that she ends up writing is one of uh, the ones that I wrote that kept getting rejected because medieval romance was not selling at the time. Oh. <laughs> Everyone wanted Victorian at that time. So I was like, oh, yeah, well, I just happened to have this Victorian one that I was writing. So we were able to finally, I talked to my editor and she was like, oh yeah, we can do that. That'll be so fun. So yeah, that was my medieval romance. Oh, that cool. Oh, that's yeah, such a full publishing. circle moment. Wasn't that's that great? So cool. Yeah, it was really fun. Wow. So, yeah. I'm a nerd who happened to have like a book lying around. <laughs> <laughs> I just made I like, this. Don't worry about it. Yeah, here. here you go. That's um, awesome. So you mentioned too, you're kind of, you're returning to the books in the 20 year anniversary um, and kind of reconfiguring some things. Um, what was it like returning to Mia as an adult writing the Royal Wedding? Cause that really was quite a jump from the Mia we knew and the Mia you had given us. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, you know, a lot of the readers were sending me like their wedding invitations which was really fun That's um, so cute. <laughs> yeah letting me well and some of them were letting me know that they had finally gotten out of graduate school and they were getting their first jobs and a lot of them were going mm -hmm. into library sciences or teaching and you know letting me know that the books had been a huge inspiration for them um, mm -hmm. to go into their chosen fields some of them were um, going into sciences um, and had found like Tina was a huge inspiration to become a doctor and I was like oh my god this is amazing um, so it, it was really exciting to me to think about going um and visiting Mia now being kind of their age because a lot of them were 26 um now some of them are in their 30s and even older and um so it was it, I'm not gonna say it was easy because it was definitely a challenge but it was really fun I had a great time doing it and it's something that I would love to continue to do so I'm, I'm you know I've been writing the princess series in the corona age of corona online and I think I'm gonna probably follow up with that um but you know it's been a little depressing so I'm, yeah, fair, I'm still not fair. sure how it ends so <laughs> you know we're gonna see how that goes that's awesome and that's a great lead into our final question of about princess diaries um ha have you considered continuing Mia's story in addition to the blog posts and the middle school diaries oh yeah absolutely yeah so that's something that I'm definitely um thinking about I'm kind of coming to um a point where I'm ready to start some new book proposals. So that's something that I'm definitely into. The middle school, uh, notebooks from a middle school princess has got a lot of traction right now in um, at Disney. So they're very oh. excited about that. Disney Plus specifically. Yeah. So um, wow. yeah. But that's awesome. I'm, I know. Yeah. Isn't that fun? That's a great. Um, it's the same people who did The Princess Diaries are interested in the, the notebooks. So um but I'm kind of thinking about doing some of that and also, of course, doing some more from Princess Mia's point of view. So, Fantastic. Be, I mean, we are here yeah. for it. We, are, we would absolutely read it, talk yeah. about it. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know there's more content for the pod. There's <laughs> about it because I've had to uh, deal with a lot of lawyers. So <laughs> mm. when the lawyers come in, it's serious. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, That's so exciting. Awesome. It is. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Um, so we have a couple of more silly questions, silly uh, questions. that we had to get to just <laughs> we we need to know um, 
how is Norm doing? <laughs> so I actually know who you're talking about because I did have to. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I, um, he is the foot fetishist that yes. was in love with uh, was in love with Lily. I mean, I I assume that he is probably on um, what is it? Beatpedia is it the Wikipedia? Yes. <laughs> It's probably a lot better now that he doesn't have to kind of hide and uh, just ask people who are on cable access TV to show pictures of, to show their feet. He can actually explore his uh, desire online. So I think sure. it's probably really improved for him. <laughs> but, that's great. Uh, that's yeah. good to hear. You know, things are probably a lot better for him. I I don't know if that's good, but no, it is. I'm not, <laughs> not going to fetish shame anyone. It's totally no, harmless. Certainly not. It's harmless. Certainly not. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> feet pics are selling hot on the web these days. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure a, he's in a good place. He's probably running it. <laughs> right? Yes. He, he created feet yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, we actually recently, when we you know, found out we would have this opportunity to chat with you. We went back and listened to all our old episodes to find <laughs> sound bites where we were like, Meg, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> and just pulled these goofy questions. Um, we had a lot of questions about Lars, where oh, he's yeah. from, how old he is, how many times he's been married and how much money does he make? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's from Sweden. I'm pretty sure he's from Sweden or one okay. of the Nordic countries. And he's been married, I think probably three or four times. Mm-hmm. um he I know he trained with the Israeli army like with the Mossad I'm pretty sure and um how much money does he make I don't know <laughs> they have to pay him a lot but he doesn't do it for money you know he does it for the love of no he gets paid <laughs> um he makes a lot of overtime too and um what was the other question about him how old is he <laughs> oh how old is he he's ageless Oh my god. <laughs> he really is one of my favorites. I'm never gonna write any fan fiction about Lars or I like my own fan fiction of my own characters because I don't want to know too much about him because he is mysterious. Yes. Oh, I do love Lars. Um I'm trying to think. I want I don't really want to know too much about him because I just love him. He but he, you know, we don't want to know too much about him because it'll yeah. probably be disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably have to kill us if we knew too much. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's really going to be that great. It'll just be like, <laughs> oh, he sits around in his underwear and he watches, because doesn't he watch Pretty Little Liars? Isn't that his favorite show? I think we- Oh, we, that we might be in Royal Wedding. Uh, yeah, so I think amazing. that we found out that he loves to watch girly uh, gossip show stuff. I love, love it. that. Gotta I find mean, a way to de-stress. Yeah, yeah. that's the perfect yeah. way to de-stress. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so one of our biggest questions that we've had um, is how did you come up with the name Genovia? Oh, yeah. Um, so I was actually sitting in my um, apartment that I had at the time, and we had a dish towel that had a map, I think of Italy on it. <laughs> and it had Geneva on the oh. Just I was wondering if that's that what I was, was sitting there looking at. Yeah. But in Italian, it's Genova. Oh. And so I was just like, oh, and I just added an I. I know that's such a boring explanation. No, not at no, all. That's... Yeah. All right. It's Genovia. Okay. But follow I mean, up to really... that would be how big is Genovia? Because yeah, it's a mile, but it mm-hmm. seems like there's a lot happening in that one mile. <laughs> <laughs> so it's supposed to be the size of, it's supposed to basically be Monaco. So okay. I tried to uh, just copy G- Monaco and keep it consistent so that I wouldn't forget. I'm sure that in different books, I do have a story Bible and I have written all of it down in the story Bible, but sometimes I do forget to consult the story Bible. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it is supposed to be whatever s- the exact size of Monaco is, it's supposed to be that, but it's not. I know that it has <laughs> changed from book to book. No, it's great. I love it. Romare's rivalry with Monaco is like yeah. one of my favorite things. Every time it gets brought up, and she's like very oh, mad at them. Yeah, she's very <laughs> mad at them. And her last name is one of her. Her last name is Grimaldi, and the, that's the Grimaldi royal family it, rule uh, Monaco. And mm. in France, they've actually taken that out because of, uh, I guess, legal issues with Monaco. Like Ooh. they're going to sue them. I don't know, but they, yeah. So I sometimes hear from French readers who are like, "Why is it different than in the American versions?" I'm like, "Well, you should know because you guys live right next door to Monaco, so that's the problem, I guess." Oh, so, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um. Okay. Very silly question. We had a guest on our podcast who also has their own 
Meg Cabot podcast. Oh. Carter from the Cabot cast joined us. Oh, okay. And they were reading um, Allie Finkel and noticed the cat in the suitcase story, oh, which also comes up in the <laughs> Princess Diaries, only it's a dog in the suitcase. And we were curious if this happened to you. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so I didn't even remember that. I don't even remember that there's a dog in the suitcase in the Princess Diaries. So Lily does it. Lily it's in one of the it, mini yeah. books. Oh. Of course, Lily, Lily puts it. Pavlov I mean, in the suitcase. So yes, that did happen. That a friend did do that. Oh my oh goodness! <laughs> Is this? It wasn't. No. Nope. No, it wasn't that. No, it was a totally different friend. Wow, that's so funny. Um, she put a cat in a suitcase, and she's actually a huge animal lover. So it was really strange that she did that. Um, yeah. Wow, that's so funny. That really did scar me. Um, yeah. I mean, it was really. The cat was fine, by the way. The cat was totally, oh, sure, of course, totally fine. I mean, she did wave it around her head, but the centrifugal force, I think, with the, the cat was totally protected him. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's, that's hilarious. hilarious. I did not realize that I put the dog in a suitcase. It must oh have really stuck with you. It did. I've never gotten over it. But yeah, no, that friend. Um, I I don't talk to that friend anymore so um maybe I think that might be fair <laughs> funny um so one of the things that we do or well that I really love to do is look at all the pop culture references that we have in each section because they are really fun and they are integral to the story and of course we have a whole mm, plot with Miss Martinez and Mia where Miss Martinez tells Mia that you know, in your academic papers, you really need to stop using pop culture references because that's not how you write. Um, and they, <laughs> we, I kind of noticed that after Miss Martina said that there were less and less within the book. And I don't know if that's just something that I thought, or if that was something that was intentional to show Mia's growth. Mm. Wow. I don't think so. I mean, I definitely have been accused of doing that. And in fact, the book's the original Princess Diaries got rejected by a lot of publishers because it had so many pop culture references in it. So I think that that was more of a dig at them. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't think that that was intentional. Um, it may be that I stopped putting so many in because uh, it's possible that somebody who was in the books had died, like Heath Ledger or Anna Nicole oh, Smith okay. um, may have died at that point. And I suddenly realized why they had said stop doing that like don't do that because people will mm -hmm. die and then we have to go back and it kind of bums readers out that uh you know they're reading and all of a sudden they're like oh that person's dead um so when i as i've been going through and um revising the books that's been a question like do we take one of the biggest things that we've been dealing with is donald trump because yes. if you've, you've noticed that he's in he's in the books um yeah. not of course as president but just because right. he's us he's a, been a billionaire or York, let's just say millionaire course. new york yeah. socialite and um there was some concern that maybe that would confuse younger readers who are just now getting into the books who aren't going to understand like why who why is he in there um and so do we take him out or do we leave him in what do we do so that's kind of one of the pop culture references but of course we left him in because he had a gold <laughs> toilet i mean come on yeah absolutely that's i mean he was a new york city staple in absolutely the, in the early aughts <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely oh my gosh it was totally fitting it was so interesting though to come back to this mm -hmm. where we are now with right. having him ugh, whatever yeah. As, yeah. as he is <laughs> yeah and yeah Indeed. and I think I think I was tweeting with you guys about the you know the John Tesh thing I mean there's people that yeah. people don't know who that is now and so we had to decide do we keep him and of course readers in other countries have no idea poor John Tesh I was like oh <laughs> yeah but yeah that's actually a really good segue into our last section <laughs> of questions um so in our in our podcast we do this pop culture section where francis reads off all the pop culture references and educates us on what they were um and we've sort of adopted this phrase from one of our listeners who calls it the mcu aka the meg cabot universe <laughs> <laughs> um but we do this kind of silly thing with our guests that we call millennial this or that, but we've updated it for you. And it's basically a very short rapid fire list of 80s versus 90s pop culture. Oh my God. Okay. You pick one or the other. Okay. Um, and so Francis, you have them in front of you? 
Um, I can have them in front of me. Do you, uh, is it, do you like them or do you recognize them? What's the, um, I think it's a little both. both? I okay. mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Cause, um, we definitely had an, we had a small issue with one of the original ones. We were asking people to choose between Mbop and tub thumping. Oh, which a lot of people were not knowing what tub thumping was. Oh my god! Of course, is yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Well, no, they recognized yeah, it when it. we sang. Yes, it. Yeah, they just didn't okay. know it was called tub thumping. Yeah, thumping see, I would recognize it, but you have to choose like which you like. So right, yeah. yes, it's a preference thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, absolutely. I'm game. Um, and we we focus heavily, I guess, in pop culture on the podcast, so it's kind of fun to, of course to dive into that with our with our guests yeah absolutely and it's always and it's fun it kind of I feel like we get a little bit of insight so um (laughs) would you rather have uh, uh Madonna or Britney Spears oh come on well Brittany. of course Brittany. <laughs> okay <laughs> um shoulder pads or low-rise jeans oh god well low-rise jeans but I would look terrible but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> um hairspray or body glitter <gasps> hairspray <laughs> <laughs> um Millie Vanilli or sync. oh sync. come on <laughs> <laughs> um the back the breakfast club or mean girls Oh, that's hard. Mm-hmm. I gotta say Breakfast Club because that's my I think that's fair. Yeah. Um Classic. Beetlejuice or Captain Jack Sparrow? Oh, Captain. Oh God, <laughs> that's so mean. Oh God. I guess Beetlejuice. Oh I'm fair. Go okay. No one say it again. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, The Babysitters Club or Gossip Girl? <gasps> gossip girl oh my gosh are you have are you excited about the new one yes oh my gosh that's (laughs) funny I am I'm vaguely excited about it I'm a little like should I don't know no at least the outfits will be fun yeah um (laughs) okay Diana and Charles or Will and Kate neither yeah, come on. <laughs> that, that one's not fair. <laughs> Harry and Megan. I mean, mm. oh sure, of course. Yeah. I mean, yes, that is that's very true. That's the um, obvious choice. Obvious, yes, of course. And then final one, Mash or Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, Grey's Anatomy. I, I mean, I like Mash too. I mean, this is too hard. <laughs> I feel bad. I. I I would say scandal. Oh, okay. Yeah, we love Olivia Pope. Yeah, I guess that isn't fair of us to ask you to choose when Shonda Rhimes did write Royal Engagement. Yeah, that's really not fair of us to make you choose something other. I mean, if you're gonna go for if you're going for medical dramas, I would say ER with George. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So classic. I know. Well, thank you for uh, participating. (laughs) We like doing that. It's very fun. That was a fun like new one. Yeah. Um, in talking about updating the series, were, was there anything that was particularly challenging to change that you didn't want to change but felt like you had to just to like stay current? Or um, oh well, it wasn't challenging, but you know we've we've progressed in a great way as a society, um, so much since the first book came out, and there was a teacher that was um, basically molesting the girls and nobody ever did anything about it. Um, and it was just kind of accepted as fact. Oh. I, yeah. He was uh, he would massage the girls' shoulders. Right. Oh my gosh. They yeah. were wearing we talked yeah. about it. Yeah. 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 And um, that was just something that happened at my high school. And I, everybody just, it was actually middle school. And we were just like, yeah, stay away from that teacher. And the editor who's now, you know, a young, probably 20, 30 something was like, Hey, um, we should take that out because if that happened today, that teacher would be fired. And I was like, holy crap, you are right. That is so amazing because in, you know, when I was growing up, that was something that we didn't, I mean, of course we told our parents that that was happening. Our parents were like, well, that's just something that you have to deal with because you're a girl. And now what is so amazing. What I love about you, the younger generation is that (laughs) you guys were like, what? screw that we're gonna make it put a stop to it and that was something that I feel I mean I'm not saying that it's because of the princess guys but I feel like that <laughs> no, it's is a huge part though so cool that you have really changed that I mean that has changed 
since those books came out in the 20 years. So I was like, oh my God, yeah, take that out because that would never happen now. Um, And and that was a huge kind of revelation to me just because it didn't even occur to me that, oh my God, yeah, that wouldn't happen now. Hopefully, at least there are probably some schools, maybe I'm not saying where, but (laughs) no, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) But it wouldn't happen now. And so that was really great to change that. We kept in the blind guy who who feels people. (laughs) Yes. You know, in the end of the book, you know, grandma hits, grandma hits him and he gets what's coming to him. But um, that was just something that just didn't occur to me. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, you're right. That would never happen now. And that's so great. And there were other little things that we changed. Like, um, I think that she's says some words that we don't say now um that were very commonplace mm-hmm. in those days and so that we took those out and that was great so i just i was so encouraged by things that that we used to just take as the norm back then that aren't now and i think it's because young women have gotten to a point where they're like we're not going to put up with this what are you talking about and it's really not the parents it's the young women who've done it and and i would say some young men too and I was like, that I'm blown away. That is amazing. I loved making that change. That was great. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I mean, I have to say probably one of the best compliments my brother ever gave me was when he he came on the pod, which was very kind <laughs> of him. But he he read one of the mini books and he's of course we ask everyone like what their experience is with the books. And he said, as I read this, I realized why y'all why you and Jordan liked them so much because you were so much like this these characters and it really is true I mean it really does shape who you are what you're ingesting as a kid really does affect how you grow up and we talked a bit about this too when it comes to the author of the Harry Potter series how meaningful the books are to me and like how they really help and these as well helped shape how I view the world and how I treat other people and when you see something that's wrong you say something like Mia does like anyone does and it's, it truly does. I mean, thank you so much. You really did shape our childhood and help us become Mm -hmm. better people. And I don't think we would have the same strong young women that we have today if we didn't have the influence of our fictional young women that you brought us. So thank you so much. Thank you. I'm going to cry now. Oh my God. That means so much. Thank you. But speaking of uh, strong women, are you a Carrie, Miranda, Charlotte, or Samantha? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely not. Um, I would say pro- I'm, I'm a little bit of a prude. So I guess I would be, I mean, I'm, I'm a Mia. So I guess I would be, a, what is Mia? She's probably a Charlotte, right? I mean, I don't know. I think she's a Charlotte. I think she's, yeah. A, yeah, I think she's a Charlotte. Yeah. I'm, I'm well, definitely nothing wrong with a Charlotte. No. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, I'm Charlotte's I'm, probably the best. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't think you can say it, that one's better than the other, but we're I'm <laughs> definitely kind of starry eyed and like I want my happily ever after. <laughs> um, yeah. So I would say I'm care- I'm very careful. So um, yeah, I would be a Charlotte. I actually they've been showing it, that series on E at night. Like oh, yes. <laughs> I've been watching it at, over again at night to get to sleep. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> I would name my dog Elizabeth Taylor, probably. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> cute. Fun. Yeah. Um, so do you have a favorite reality show, all time or current? Oh, my gosh. Uh, both. I've been sucked in right now to Below Deck. I'm in. Oh, it's same. (laughs) I love my husband and I watch it. It's so good, right? Well, because um, we've been trapped at home for a long time, and so watching these people out on the water and they—it's just fascinating. Um, I don't know how much of it is fake, but I don't care. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Love it. So yeah, Below Mm -hmm. Deck is definitely, and my husband's watching it too. So we're both like, oh my god, I can't wait till Captain Sandy comes back. Oh my god, yeah, right. She's the best because you cannot right. mess with her. She is. I know. I She's still tough, love Jack. I objected. Mm-hmm. Who got fired because of the Valium, though? Like, I don't think. Oh, that oh Hannah. She's so annoying. Like, right? sorry, this is not a below deck <laughs> podcast. But like, hello, it's it's law. It's the law. You I know, but still, if you, I think that if you need it, you should be allowed to. Oh, of course. Oh, for if sure. You register and you like, do what oh, you need to do, but it just seems so. Malia thanked on her. Anyone. I know that was. <laughs> Listen to us, we're like, oh, that was just. I know. So yeah, definitely below 
though, Doc. I'm like, okay, they're definitely going to have a yacht in the next Princess Diaries. It's going to be totally based on a yacht. No, I'm kidding. Oh, that's so good. Such yeah. a good idea. I would oh, read the, the royal, the royal, <laughs> royal honeymoon. Yeah. Ooh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So definitely Below Decks. I don't know. I don't even know if there are any other reality shows because I'm only watching Below Decks because there's so many different versions of it. So yeah, there Crazy. is endless content of Below Deck right now. <laughs> I, I actually met somebody from, I think it was, it was uh, Bravo. And I was like, tell me everything about Below Decks. And they're like, oh, don't talk to me about that show. Just stop. <laughs> so That's so funny. Yeah. They're That's talking awesome. about, about how excited we fans are for that show. <laughs> Oh, bummer. I can't I love it. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. That's great to know, though. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we just quickly thought we'd mention, I love a number of your other YA series. Mediator, I re- recently reread Obsessed. So excited that there's going to be a production yes. of it. Is it movie or series? Or is oh, that secret? It's be, no, it's not a secret. It's going to be a series of movies. So Ooh. it's one and a half hour movies based on each of the books. Ooh, so the, first, cool. yeah, the first book is going to be based on Shadowland, which we have to update because if you, you know, Shadowland, if you read it now, it's all about a suicide. And that's um, right. We are kind of yeah. like, pretty dark. Oh, it's dark. And also, you know, 13 Reasons Why and it's Netflix. Mm-hmm. And we're like, eh, let's make it. So, so you'll be, it's still going to be everything else from the book, but we're probably going to change the, uh, you know, what actually mystery she's trying to solve. Mm. Is Paul going to be there? Paul is, is not in, be- yeah, but he's not in the first oh. book. So right, he's not, he's not yeah. he doesn't come in until three or so, yeah. I think, right? He doesn't come in right away, but, you know, we, we've got I plans. I love him. We're excited. It's going to be good. Yay! We love yeah. a bad boy. Yeah. Um, I also really love Abandon and the Insatiable. Oh. I'm a fan oh. of the more, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, fantasy. You like the, yeah, you like the supernatural <laughs> ones. Mm-hmm, okay. I do. Good. Um, but, Francis, you yeah. have a specific fave. I love, love, love all-american girl in ready or not like I remember when ready or not came out because like I was kind of at the age where I was like trying to be cool like too cool and be like what like I don't I don't read like those are little kid books and then of course I was like reading it in one night and I was just like oh my god they're gonna do it they're parchy but no I really like I loved Sam I love Sam I feel like I was like I am her like I'm like a little alternative and whatever (laughs) little scog girl I love it goth all right also I guess brings into question too you I'm assuming you must be a Gwen Stefani fan yeah well you know it's been a while since she put out an album, but yeah. yeah. How do you <laughs> feel? She's, about no, she's busy with motherhood. Um, I, you know, I fully support whatever she does. Sure. She's, she can't lose in my eyes. So she's bad. Yeah. Um, do you um, know if they're going to ever do a production of that? Cause I feel like years ago I heard a rumor they were supposed yeah, to do a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, that didn't work out, but, um, I, who knows? I mean, I'm sure it's, if somebody wants to, I'm open for it. So I would be so obsessed. Obviously, she wouldn't be able to work in Blockbuster though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless you said it in like yeah. 2002. Yeah, would, oh, yeah that's true. It. A throwback yeah. would be so I don't great. know, but yeah, that would be fun. Oh, oh, gosh, I would yeah. love that. Yeah. And you have a new book coming out in I do, August, yeah. September? Uh, late September, September 28th. No words is going to come out. And um, it's about two authors who hate each other who have to go to a book festival together well at least the female author hates the male author we don't really know his feelings Ooh. So, yeah well we are super fun. excited to check that out absolutely Thanks. everybody go ahead and pre-order it yes please and if you want signed copy you can contact books and books key west and um, they can get it to you is that the judy bloom owns that it sure is okay. yeah she helps run it um it's a non-profit so you would be oh, helping yeah you would be helping the key west um studio of fine arts i think it is um i should have looked that up but anyway yeah she helps run it and she's in there she works um even now during the pandemic so you can go there oh and QS, you can pop by and see her she's like working behind the counter it's so cute that's incredible yeah, that's i think so i would literally just die um, <laughs> pass away from like, excitement she's Absolutely. used to it people yeah. are always doing that when she's in there it must be so confusing for people to be like um I'm 
are you oh, sorry are you, um, <laughs> i've witnessed it many times it's hilarious oh, that's yeah well i'll post a link uh when this episode posts so okay, everyone can go yeah. check that out um and so finally to wrap up at the end of every episode we always declare a biggest bully a loser and a winner and we were curious who you would assign these um uh, designations to of the series the princess diaries series Oh my gosh, the biggest bully would obviously be, I'm sorry, JP. Mm, JP's um, a bitch. Yeah, he is horrible. Um, <laughs> the biggest loser is obviously Monaco. Come on. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, that's funny. Oh, Monaco sucks. Um, <laughs> the biggest winner, I have to say, is Fat Louie. I'm sorry. Fat oh, Louie, sure. best. He Valid. gets to live in a palace, wear a little kitty tiara, and be fed amazing food all the time. Absolutely. Um, that does track. If we're going to go with humans, it's got to be Mia. Of course. Right? Of course. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So the winner in our hearts. Oh, yeah, um, Absolutely. Well, as we wrap up, we always like to give our guests an opportunity to give a royal wave to an organization or charity that they're passionate about. Would you like to plug anybody? Oh my gosh. In a um, wow, there's so many um, that I love. Uh, Planned Parenthood? Yes. Mm. I write about teen sex. Um, <laughs> everybody support Planned Parenthood. How about that? Love that. That's amazing. Yes. Thank you. Great choice. Um, well, we can't thank you enough again for being here and doing this Seriously. for us. We're so grateful. Absolutely. Um, this has been very enlightening. Yes. I mean, I feel like so I just have such a further wealth of knowledge of the oh, characters. Okay. Um, and hopefully all of our listeners will enjoy. But yes, we are so grateful. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Well, thank you. And um, I hope you enjoy Royal Wedding when you finally read it. Yes. Jeez. Oh my gosh, I know I'm so behind. I can it's only okay. apologize. Um, <laughs> but okay. I'm very excited to find out what happens um, and to give like for like a first impression, like yeah. um, fresh perspective. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thank you, ladies. This is really Thank fun. you so much. Throw Thank away. you so Bye. much. Thank Bye. you. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right. Okay, so. Thank you to all of our listeners. Honestly, none of this would have happened without y'all. Um, Seriously. I mean, that's It's bananas that this happened. We're still like very much riding a high. Um, sorry, I'm monologuing Jordan. Do you want to say anything to it? I'm, I'm like literally just like, I'm just like, I don't know. Like Meg Cabot was here and we just took our room. crowns off and they were pinching our, our brains a little bit. Um, no, that was literally amazing. It, it is seriously all because of our amazing fellow Genovia those of you who are listening and have like tagged her in our posts and stuff so she knows we exist thank you we hope you enjoyed the interview we you know tried to ask as many questions as we could and we hope you enjoyed them and thanks guys we love you all that's left to do is say a royal goodbye to you and to you